This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. and Trisha, welcoming you to Great News and God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen every Sunday for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our worship theme today, In Christ we can move beyond the past and look to the future. Sitting down to eat with dirty hands. The anointing at Bethany is one of the many examples that reveal that those closest to Jesus had no idea what he was talking about. Mary's act of kindness and Judas' indignation were not informed by the sacrificial and salvific symbolism of the anointing. Though ultimately proved to be unprincipled, Judas presents himself as morally superior to everybody else at the dinner party. Essentially, he accuses them of sitting down to eat with dirty hands. We read from John chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odour of the ointment. Then saith one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag, and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, Let her alone, against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. There are people in this world who try to make us feel dirty. They show up in churches every now and then, controlling cliques, the nobody knows Jesus like I know Jesus, neo-gnostics, the let me tell you about so-and-so to help you know how much better I am, holier-than-thou types. Everybody's dirty. The truth is, we're all dirty. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Everybody comes to the table with dirty hands. We're all sinners. Nobody's perfect. That's why God came to Jesus. We need someone to save us from the damning consequences of our behaviour. We need someone to give us what we can never earn, the right to be a part of God's existential and eternal family. We need Jesus. 
everybody's invited. One of my favourite stories is about the man who was greeted at the pearly gates by St Peter. Before letting the man in, Peter asks, what's the password? Stunned but eager, the man guesses, John 3.16? Good try, Peter says, but that's not it. OK, the man guesses again. How about John 11.25.26? Good try, says Peter, but wrong. After several more unsuccessful attempts, the man finally bursts out in frustration. I give up. That's it, Peter announces. Everybody comes to the table with dirty hands. The good news is we're invited to sit down and eat with the host through faith. We should say that his blood washes the dirt from us. With joy we meditate the grace, written by Isaac Watts, born in 1674. At the time of Watts' birth, churches in England sang only metrical psalms, but by the time of his death, he'd planted the seeds of a much more complex hymn writing. His 600 hymns found in seven collections made the transition from rigid metrical psalms to freer theologically based hymns. With joy we meditate the grace.
Many people think that the biblical flood of Noah was abandoned because of the evidence. However, history tells a different story. Modern geological thought owes much to a man named Charles Lyell. Lyell, a lawyer, published a book in 1830 called Principles of Geology. Described as a masterpiece of persuasion, it changed the way people thought about Earth's past. According to Lyell, we should only appeal to today's geological processes to explain Earth history. However, this approach meant that the global flood recorded in the Bible was automatically ruled out of consideration. Lyell wanted, he wrote, to free the science of geology from Moses. Regrettably, many people have uncritically adopted Lyell's philosophy without considering how Noah's flood can help us understand Earth history. Lyell changed the way many people think, but his approach was motivated by his anti-biblical philosophy. Indeed, it is very difficult to explain Earth's history without Noah's flood. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0. We continue with O to See the Dawn by Stuart Townend and Keith Getty, written in 2005. Thank you. 
When the deck is stacked. There's a popular type of movie in which a character played by Van Diesel, Daniel Craig or Bruce Willis willingly goes into a situation fighting overwhelming odds, impossible forces and numerous obstacles. As we watch, we sit and wink at one another because we know that nothing can kill our superhero. In spite of the opposition, he removed Urge at the end, tattered and torn, better for the wear but alive and well. If for no other reason, Hollywood needs a character alive for a sequel after money-making sequel. For the suffering servant in our Isaiah text, there is almost a th direct parallel. He'll take his bumps, harsh though they may be, but knows that he is near that justifieth me. He can forge forward, knowing that in the end he will be alive and kicking. When we take this te as a text for Palm Sunday, the outcome changes. Jesus openly rides into the city, proclaims himself Messiah, faces the betrayer, takes the abuse, suffers the trial, endures the horror and dies. How could Jesus ride into the city knowing he would never ride out? How could he willingly go into a situation knowing that the deck is stacked against him? How did the servant do it? And to a large extent, how did Jesus? Perhaps this servant person was not only the pattern for Jesus' ministry, but for him a source of inspiration as well. We read from Isaiah chapter 50, beginning at verse 4. The Lord God hath given me the tongues of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning, he wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God had opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spilleting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore I shall not be confounded, therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me, who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn thee? The servant is prepared. Both knew that God had used everything in the past to prepare them for the present crisis. Nothing is wasted by God. Fred Craddock interprets verse 5 to read, God dug out my ear. Hear the pain in that? Even that which is unpleasant and harsh. God would use to temper the steel of his spiritual strength. Even the beaten back, the plucking beard, the spat upon face, God would use to forge our strongest resolve, set my face like flint. Perhaps the servant foresaw and certainly Jesus knew that God was working in all things to remake them to his very nature and character. The servant is committed. Both knew that their cause was greater than any set of circumstances or conditions. For the servant, it was the restoration of Israel. For Jesus, it was a redemption of the world, mine and yours. How could one endure hostile and violent opposition without complaint or reaction? The servant knew he was a small piece in the larger puzzle. Jesus knew that his obedience was the key to life's greatest concern. Victor Frankl has written that if one has a why to live, he can endure any how.
For Jesus, this was the most noble purpose of showing God's love for you and me. The servant is not alone. Both knew they were not alone in their circumstances. Repeatedly, the servant says, the sovereign Lord has acted, is acting, and is with me. Jesus knew there was no experience through which he and the Father had not or would not travel together. In the movie Romero, based on the life of Oscar Romero, Archbishop of Law, Romero is an unlikely candidate for such a mission. Before his selection, he's sickly, weak-willed, and supportive of the status quo. But when God calls, his life is changed. One critical point occurs when he makes his profession of faith, falls to his knees and says, I can't, you must, I'm yours, show me the way. After great service to a greater cause, he's killed. But he too was never alone. Perhaps in the same way Jesus was able to face the stacked deck. But remember, they didn't take his life, Jesus gave his life. And remember too, God vindicated him as well. But that's another story, or is it? We continue with I Sing the Mighty Power of God by Isaac Watts. We continue our program with Speak, O Lord, by Keith Getty and Stuart Townend. 
This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us for Great News and God's Views today on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen in every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or tune in and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free FM 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our closing music today is Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past by Isaac Watts, written in 1709. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.